The information on the show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, CA Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, CA Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Now higher income strategy. Learn hey, welcome to the show, the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Halby. Thanks for being here. Your place for news, talk, and information. That's why AM870 is the best. And the Total Financial Hour, we bring you information you can use, hopefully stuff you need when it comes to your retirement. Uh, look, a lot of us are spending our lives working for a reason. The reason is often to try to figure out how to, how, I guess, live the life that you wanted to live, right? Sometimes people think that they work, work, work because their life has been on hold from the age of 22 until the age of 65 and now begin the rest of your life. Uh, first of all, that's a miserable way to go, all right? That, that you don't know if you're going to make it to 65, and second, there's so many other things you can be doing along this journey. And if it means you're going to have to work a couple of years longer or even five years longer, people are doing it anyway. So enjoy your life along the way. Now, when I say the words enjoy, the poor mindsetted person hears it and says, spend money. <laughs> no, I said, enjoy your life. Enjoy your life, meaning reduce the stress. Think of whether or not it matters. I had a friend of mine whose son Wanted to be a doctor. Oh, my son's going to be a doctor. They told everybody our son's going, going to be going to. I thought, I thought he was just going in, finishing his bachelor's. Yes, but, uh, you know, he's pre-med. I, I think there's no such thing, last I checked. Pre-dental, really no such thing. Just you're taking science classes. But whatever. Yeah, my son is pre-med and he wants to be a doctor. And then before you know it, he's working somewhere else. And I said, oh, what happened? Is he going, what medical school did he get into? Well, he decided he doesn't want to be a doctor because he doesn't want the lifestyle that comes with $500,000 in student loan debt. And I thought, you're kidding me. I said, no. So he decided to be a paramedic for uh, the fire department right here in Southern California. Isn't that interesting? They go from wanting to be a doctor or a dentist to saying, let me weigh the options of what it's going to cost, the time that it's going to take, the headache that I'm going to have to go through. And then by all accounts, a pretty sharp person, pretty sharp guy, I would have expected him to, to pass, certainly with flying colors. And yet, the decision for the rest of his life, financially, lifestyle, and everything, was changed because of the student debt. Now, I am not a proponent that we're going to forgive student loan debt. But you need to understand something. If you're going to be going into retirement in the next five years, and my word, if you are going to be retiring in the next uh, six to 18 months, or you have already retired, let's say in the last five years, we call it the golden five, five years before retirement, five years after retirement. If you're within that 10-year span and it gets very concentrated the closer you are to that date, you better talk to somebody like us. Because I think you're going to end up being somebody who's going to pay for those people's student loan debt. I think you're going to be somebody who is going to be paying for the pensions in the state of California. You've heard me talk about it. Teacher pensions. 15 years now I've been on the radio. 15 years last January. For 15 years, 
we have been speaking about the, the bloatedness, if you will, of the state budgets, the overpromise from the Democrat side, the left-leaning side of the aisle, to get the free vote, whether it be the prison guards or the Caltrans workers or the teachers. Right? The, the president of the teachers union sat there and said, our job is to work for the teachers, not the student. I remember the interview. It's a male white, little heavy set, round face, uh, grayish blonde hair. And he said, uh, and they were coming out of negotiations. He said, my job is to work for the teachers, not the students. Now, somehow they're trying to convince you that the next proposition that's coming on the ballot is for the kids. It's for the students. It's for the children. Don't be surprised if they throw. It's for the special needs kids. Right? Oh, it's for the inner city kids. Because if they tell you that the only reason they're doing it is to backfill the promises that the left-leaning politicians made with your money as they retire and leave the state. I mean, you understand that, right? You're going to be the one ending up paying for this if you're going to stay in this state or if you have any investments, property, real estate. If you have anything in this state, you're the son of a gun that's going to be ending up holding the bag. Because when what was the last business that AOC... Oh, 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 wait. Oh, oh, Bernie Sanders. Right. You heard him. They have no clue how to run a business. All they know how to do is take. Right. Their job is to work. Their job is to be a great employee best they can when they were when they had regular jobs. That wouldn't be Bernie Sanders, though. But their their key component, the, the issue that they forget. Is that you and I have to pay for these things that they commit to that they promise. Another big part of this, which is important for you to understand. When this argument, this enemy called the stock market or big business or big corporations, who do you think that helps? When a company buys back its stock, I'm going to give an example. When a company buys back its stock and Bernie Sanders and Chuck Schumer, and they all have some sort of bloated, uh, uh, bloviating that they do, they sit there and they they try to, to bring up this, oh, those evil corporations, as if it's some sort of third-party entity. What do they forget? That your union pension owns some of those companies. That the state of California pension owns those companies. That your city of L.A. pension owns those companies. So when a company buys back its stock, instead of having a 1,000 pieces available for people to buy, they just took 200 off the shelf meaning now everybody else is fighting for 800 of them. So what happens to the price when a company removes 200 of its shares from the market and only leaves 800 available? And the same amount of people are wanting to buy it. The price does what? It goes up. Because there are less people, sorry, there are less shares for the same amount of people that want to buy it. So when you think about this, the people that benefit, the organizations that benefit, are often individuals, of course, but they are unions. They are state of California pension, city of L.A., city of whatever, county of whatever. They're the ones. Where do you think they invest your pension money? Does it just disappear? They just put it in a box with your name on it? Of course not. They put it in the market. Now, they also buy real estate, stocks, bonds. You get it? They buy other things. But they own the big companies. They own the Standard & Poor's 500 companies. That's why my issue is if there's going to be a problem, it's because so many of these entities, political entities, 
are going against their own interests. Now, it's either because of one of two reasons. Because if you're going to retire, you're going to be paying for this if you stay in the state of California. It's either because of one or two reasons that they're pushing this. Either they don't really mean it. I mean, they know that the Teamster Union Pension, some of it owns stocks and bonds. They know that the motion picture SAG Union owns some of these companies, many. And they're just saying it. Well, now they're a dishonest political hack. Or... And it's really only a, a two-option, a, a two-choice option. Or they have no clue that that's how it works. Now, I think uh, uh, Mrs. Ocasio-Cortez, I think that's her, her part. Bernie Sanders has been around long enough to, to know the truth. He wouldn't deny that check, <laughs> the million dollars for the book deal, right? Ocasio-Cortez, uh, she is at least somebody who strongly believes what she believes. She can be an inaccurate, but she believes what she believes. And this is important when you think about it, because if they are that and they have no clue, oh my word, they are running billions of dollars of budgets. You should make it. If you're going to do any kind of, of legislation, you should have some sort of experience. A recent congresswoman elected in the northern part of L.A. County it was an executive director of a small, cheesy nonprofit. I mean, it was, it was nice. It was cute. It just wasn't big. It, it didn't, didn't have a real budget. And she came in with social issues, as if people care. You see, you've got to look at this. As a retiree, I want you to have as much tax-free income as possible. How are you going to do that? Roth IRAs and Roth 401ks. And when properly done, a cash value life insurance policy. Now, when improperly done, it only benefits the insurance agent and certainly the insurance company. But there is a way to build these. They've been around forever. It's not any new technique. It isn't some sort of new strategy designed to give you bank on your whatever. Not true. It's been around forever. How it's used is really up to the integrity of the person who who puts them together. No different than somebody says, my 401k did crummy the last 25 years. And somebody else said, my 401k did really well the last 25 years. Well, they both were in a 401k. What's the difference? Well, one was laden with fees, lousy investment choices. Client lost money big time, barely made money when the market went up. The other one was properly managed and had a professional doing the job. And, or just put it in the S and P 500. Right. Both of those are, quote, 401ks. So if you're going to have a retirement account, what is a Roth, R-O-T-H? See, I think taxes can only go up. The middle class tax cut that the Trump administration passed in the last couple of years really pushed and really – it's a huge tax savings, guys. Now, just because it didn't give you a huge tax savings doesn't mean it isn't a huge tax savings. Right? There's more to the world. Now, you might say, no, there isn't. It's just me. Okay. So let's go over this. Let's think about this. What is a Roth? The Roth IRA says you're going to pay taxes on today's tax return. Now, it means that the write offs that you have today, so if you're younger, you're still working, you have business write offs, you have a home mortgage. When you retire, your children will be grown. There isn't going to be a, 
a mortgage right off as much because you're going to be paying either nothing in a mortgage or less interest, right? Because the first 30 years, uh, the 30 years of a mortgage, the first 10, 15, 20 years is mostly interest. And then it starts to flip the last 10 years, which is the time when you're going to be retired. So by definition, as you go into retirement, even if you have a house payment, the same house payment isn't the same today as it was when you first took out the mortgage. And also the tax treatment of it isn't the same as it was when you first took out the mortgage. So you need to take into account how do you build tax-free retirement income? Well, number one, consider the Roth IRAs. The maximum you can put in if you're under age 50 is 6,000. If you're 50 or older, it's 7,000. So it isn't huge. But what you can do is convert. So that means if today you have a massive amount of tax write-offs and you're going to check with your CPA, don't let your financial advisor give you this information because they're supposed to be good at something or even great at something. Taxes is probably not one of those. And if they, unless they're a CPA, there are some, certainly there are some CPAs that are also financial advisors, but most of them are not. And you want a CPA that is unbiased. Somebody who's going to say, all right, hey, here's what you're going to pay. If you convert your traditional IRA or your traditional 401k, you can have a hundred thousand, a million, it doesn't matter. Today, you're going to pay taxes on that. Oh, wait a second. On page one of your tax return, it says that you have all of these write-offs. You have a loss carry forward, which means you've had losses in past years. Ask your CPA, can I write off how much of, of my conversion can I write off against my losses? So instead of you carrying this paper loss on your tax return, I want you to utilize that so you never pay taxes on that money ever again. And consider doing that conversion over time, dripping it in, right? Over the... That's why I said five years before retirement and five years afterwards is important because that's when you can start dripping in these extra uh, dollars. When you do this, it'll give you a, a retirement income when you pull it out later tax-free. Okay, so where do we put it? You've heard me talk about fixed annuities, fixed indexed annuities, even certain life insurance products. So how does that work? Well, simple. It works like this. You sit in there and you say, all right, I want minimum guarantees. I've made my money. The, the, the market has gone up. I've done well. I've invested well. My broker's done well. Whatever. You've put a lot of money in. It's grown. 20, 30, 40 years of savings. What is the thing I don't want you to do? I don't want you to lose it all in two years of a bad market or a bad a presidential uh, attack or a year where the the left is going crazy or, or you have China or Iran or an oil embargo or on and on. Why would you spend the next three, four, five years of your life trying to make back what you've lost, but it took you 25 years to make it and save it, right? The important part is to, you, you finished running the race, right? If the finish line for you is, uh, I need $2 million. Once I hit a million, 500,000, I don't care, whatever the number is. Once you hit that number in your savings account, retirement, 401ks, IRAs, once you hit that number and that's what you needed to live, then the race is over. That's the finish line. Now, there's still time left on the clock. And that's called your retirement life. 
but you stopped running the race. It's over. Why are you still running the same? Why are you still sprinting? You crossed the finish line. In other words, don't take any more risk. You did it. You saved it. The only thing that, that takes place past that time frame of achieving that number is simple. It's a great piggy bank for your brokers on Wall Street because they're going to take 1% or even 2%. I saw one recently, and they actually advertised on the station, and the client was paying almost 2%. Now, just to give you an example, they had $600,000 in their account. Okay, and it's gone up a little bit. It's gone down a little bit. But whether or not they made money, the broker was taking $1,000 a month right off the top. Thank you. Next. Thank you. Next. Now, what are they doing? What's their job? Well, they'll tell you. It's simple. Our job is to uh, manage. You say, oh, okay. What does that mean, manage? Well, you know, we manage, we diversification, and we move things around, and we, we monitor. We monitor and we manage. That's it. We monitor, manage, and move things around. And you say, listen, I don't care what you do. If you dance you know, in a pink tutu on a Thursday on the corner, that's fine. How much money did I start with? How much money do I have? And what did it cost me to get there? That's really the only questions I want you to ask. Because everything else is a distraction. Everything else is a bit of a cop-out, almost kind of like a, a sneaky conversation, a way to get you to not pay. Hey, look over here at the shiny object. Don't pay attention to the real facts. And no more would you do this. And follow me on this metaphor. I run it by my staff the other day. I said, how do I communicate to these folks? When we use metaphors and analogies, my goal is to be able to explain it to you so that you can compare it to other parts of your life and, and simply go, oh, I get it. So think of it like this. You've got a very important trip you're planning from Los Angeles to New York. You have everything that you own that's precious to you, which means your family. And that's in the car with you. And you said, well, you know, I'm going to be doing a big road trip. So I need to make sure that my car is in tip-top shape. So you take it to the person who does the windshield wipers, right? Because, you know, listen, if you can't see, you can't go very far. And it's a great, and you need the best windshield wipers, the latest, greatest, aftermarket, because you're going you're gonna to go through some rainy territory. Some, sooner or later, you need those windshield wipers. So you go there, the person looks at it, measures it. I have the W6943s, here they are, puts them in. Man, is it brilliant. Would you also sit there and say, hey, buddy, while you're at it, can you put new brakes on my car? You say, well, well, we are, we are windshield wiper experts. Yeah, I know, but you're great at being a windshield wiper guy. Listen, I need to see. I, I'm going to crash my car if I can't see. So, of course, it's important. Of course. But uh, we don't handle brakes. Well, listen, you're an expert there. You should be an expert here. When somebody tells you that they're an expert in the stock market or we are financial advisors, you go, great. So what are you good at? Well, I just told you we are financial advisors, stock bonds, REITs, ticks, fleas, mutual funds, blah, blah, ETFs, annuities. So, right. so those are all completely different things. Completely different. Windshield wipers and brakes, both are necessary to your financial life. Got it. But you wouldn't have somebody who does breaks on occasion or sometimes gets underneath the hood. You want somebody who does it every single day who's an expert at it, right? Don't come to, to Arif or TFS Financial and Insurance Services 
and Total Financial Solutions don't come to us and say, you need your windshield wipers done. That's not what I'm good at. Right? Don't come to me and say, Arif, I have Bitcoin or stocks and bonds. Hey, Arif, what do you think about the merger or the IPO of Uber, Lyft? I'd go, well, I don't know. Pretty good, probably. Yeah, 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 yeah. Buy two. <laughs> I don't know. That's not my place of expertise. Now, I have a personal opinion. Everybody does. But if you want to have somebody who's an expert at protecting your income, the race after the finish line, building your net worth, not because you're going backwards, but because we're getting reasonable gains, right? I've told you before. In fact, I spoke to Dennis uh, Prager recently about this. And he said, Eric, you know, I had some friends and, and I referred him to you and it's great because we're working with him. It's nice. And, and he said, so what do you, Dennis, what do you think the difference is with Arif and other people? He said, well, Arif told me this recently and, and, I, and I really get it. So I'm going to share with you what, what kind of rang true to him. And it was this. We're not going to make you rich, but we're going to keep you from going broke. Right? You, you have run your race. The career that you chose, your habits of saving, your investing habits, the risks you took. Warren Buffett says the spouse you have, right? That the, should I buy this car or should I lease this car or should I wait another year? Should I flip my house into a bigger house? Should I take cash out, advance? All of those things, those are financial choices you've made years, decades before. Today, our job is to protect what you've got. We're going to grow it. <clears throat> Our goal is to keep up with inflation, even beat it. We're going to get between zero and 10, maybe as much as 12. Just the other day, we got a 14% on an annual return. That's great. But really, zero to 12, zero to you know, 10, 12, that's, that's our sweet spot. Three to six is expected. Some years you're going to get a zero, some years a two, some years a nine, some years a 10. Average it up over a 10-year period of time, we're probably going to get between three and six. So this isn't something that says, oh, I doubled my money by buying an IPO of a Bitcoin, you know, bank machine. No, no. You want some or part of your money protected guarantees, you can get it in a place where we don't go backwards. But here's the, the catch. Here's the rub. What if you could do it tax free? What if you could do it to where you're getting a monthly guaranteed income source tax-free under current law. Well, that's what Roth IRAs are all about. That's what Roth 401ks are all about. Putting your money into an account, you paid the tax today, but all the growth is deferred. That means you're not paying tax on the money now. And as you're earning it, you're not paying more, any more income tax. Under current law, it says even when you take it out, regardless of what state you live in, California or any other place, zero income tax on that money. So is it right for everybody? Well, of course not. That's why there's you know, 50 different car manufacturers because not any one car is right for everybody, just like there isn't any one financial vehicle that's right for everybody. It has to be suitable. It has to fit. If it is, fantastic. One of the tricks that a lot of, quote, Wall Street guys are using is this fiduciary. We are obligated. We are, more, we are legally obligated. Well, that's nice. I mean, how about being morally obligated? Wouldn't, wouldn't that be nice? You know, that's nice. You're afraid to go to jail. You're afraid to get sued. Okay, that's nice. But wouldn't you want to just have somebody who's afraid of judgment? I don't know. Afraid of what God's going to say? Uh, afraid of what their maker's going to say? Whatever their faith is? Right? Uh, 
that's nice that you're afraid, you know, to to go to jail. But when you when we come back, we're going to get into to why is it that in retirement we need to protect what we have and some of the the smoke and mirrors that I think Wall Street creates. All right, a lot coming forward. Let me give you the number, 888-99-RETIRE. Guys, we have a lot coming up. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. If you have a more private question, you can call us directly at 888-99-RETIRE during the week, and we'll help you with that as well. We'll be right back. Stay with us in the Total Financial Hour. I'm Eric Hallaby for TFS Financial and Insurance Services. We'll be right back. Thanks to Arab Halaby. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arab makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, total financial hour. Now hey, welcome back to the show. I'm Arif Hallaby on AM870, The Answer, the total financial hour, TFS, Financial Insurance Services. Hey, we're happy to bring this to you. When we talk about uh, tax-free money in retirement, it, there's a reason for it, because I don't want it to move you to the next tax bracket, right? Your, your CPA is going to say, oh, if you make... Between this, you know, thirty thousand and sixty thousand, you're going to be in this bracket, and sixty and eighty, you're in this bracket. Whatever. What I don't want you to do is to get to a place where you say, "All right, uh, gosh, I would really like to take more money out of my retirement accounts." The problem is, if I do, it means my Medicare is going to be taxed at a higher. I'm going to pay higher premiums. I'm going to pay taxes now on eighty-five percent of my Social Security, whereas before I'm only paying tax on fifty. So it's much more than just saying, well, it doesn't matter. I'll just, I'll pay the tax. I have enough money. No, no, no. It's a, it's a trickle down effect. It can affect the rest of your retirement life. So we have to keep in mind that if you want to live at a higher lifestyle, but not pay taxes as if you're at a higher lifestyle, that's what these Roth, R-O-T-H, Roth accounts are all about. So learn how to manage them, manipulate them. If you're currently working and your employer does not have a Roth Ask them about it. Remember this. You need to ask somebody who can say yes. So when I have a customer service problem or when I'm dealing with something and they say, well, I'm sorry, sir. Our policy says, I go, okay, uh, this, but this is what I need. There's a way to do it. Can you do it? Well, I don't know. We we're not allowed to. Uh, well, back, back up, ma'am. Do you have the ability to say yes? No, I don't. Well, then I'm speaking to the wrong person. Give me somebody who at least has the authority to say yes, because they give them a a lot of these folks, the responsibility to tell you no, but never with an explanation. And so nobody wants to sound stupid, right? Nobody wants to seem like a dummy. So they're just going to say, well, the policy, you know, it's Joe's fault. Mary, Steve, man, it's uh, everybody else's problem. So what I want you to do is to ask your employer to do an amendment to their 401k plan. What's the cost? Probably nothing. Maybe 150, I don't know, 200 bucks, maybe at the most. Where they can say, and now we have a Roth provision in your 401k. Here's how it works. In a Roth 401k, you are only allowed to put your money there, not the company match. 
So your funds, your money that you deposit from your paycheck, if you make 100000 a year and you put money in your Roth 401k, you still pay taxes on all 100. Now you get all the other write-offs that come with your home and your kids or your business or whatever. So you get the other write-offs as normal. But as far as your taxes from your job go, you're still paying tax on all 100. You can put 15000 into your Roth, but it doesn't change today's tax situation. However, when your company does a match, it has to stay in the traditional because you never pay tax on that money yet. So you will have two sub-accounts inside of the one account of the 401k. You will have one that is in the Roth, which is your contributions. You have one that's in the traditional, which means there's there's been zero tax on any of it yet. So when you retire, when you pull the money out, okay, you have to pay tax on all that money, but not on the Roth. And when you retire, we can roll them out of those, the 401k, into your own uh, individual accounts. And they will retain the same tax status. That means if there's never any tax on it while you're working, there's never any tax on it when you take it out. If you have to uh, pay pre-tax now, you pay pre-tax later. It's, It's the same thing. Nothing changes there. Okay, so very important you understand It's just your money that gets to go into the Roth. And I think that's important because there is a matching component that your employer does, but it's only a portion. Okay, but here are some expenses. Now, why do I say that it's important to have the Roth? Because now you're in retirement, things are great, and you have healthcare expense. Here's what I am seeing as a domino effect. You're retired. Life is good. You're managing things right. Maybe your home is paid off. Everything is right on track. And there's a spike in expenses. Up, we need 15000 We need 25000 whether it's because of health care or other reasons. But there's a big event that takes place, and we need to, to pull money out of your retirement accounts. If you pull it from your traditional, that snowball effect takes place, meaning it now goes through and impacts whether your social security is taxed and at what level, whether your Medicare premiums are going to be uh, raised if you are are making more than a certain amount, whether or not uh, certain uh, tax benefits occur for your children or grandchildren if you're helping pay for student loans or, or college tuition. So it can affect a lot of things. All right, so let me get into those here. But before I do, I'm going to give you the phone number one more time, 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-997. Three eight four seven. Okay, I'm Arif Hallaby. Just in case you just joined us, my mom would be proud. All right, here we go. Healthcare costs. Um, think of it like this: there is supplemental health insurance, right? Everybody gets Medicare Part A. That doesn't change. That's there. So Medicare Part A is part of the part of the plan. But what about Part B or uh, plans for prescriptions? Right, Part D. Or you might want a part F. So there are multiple plans. You could spend more in retirement just for Medicare by having these supplemental plans than you did when you were working. So keep that in mind. And you can't do this until you're 65 years old anyway. But while you're in this process of saying, oh, I like that Medicare supplement. I like that Medicare supplement. It can certainly help you. However, there could still be a problem. Ready? The problem is, You're 63 when you retire or 64 when you retire, which means you're going to have to pay for insurance between that age and 65. 
because the average retired couple today will spend at least $280,000 to cover their health care costs until their end of life. If the cost for those health care plans, whether it be the insurance or the deductibles or stuff that's out of network, impacts the rest of your taxability of your retirement accounts, it can throw you into a whole other bracket and create problems that you didn't even know existed. So here's a good example. We had a client who said, oh, I need to take money out of my retirement accounts. We said, okay, what does your CPA say? What does your tax advisor say? Well, they say no problem. Well, I'm sure they were busy because she took out $6,000 from her retirement account with us. She could have taken four, but she took six. When she took an extra six, you're like, oh, it's no big deal. It's 6,000. What's that mean? But what it did is it made her go back and have to pay $8,000 more in income taxes because her social security was now taxable at a higher level, right? So if she would have taken four, she would have kept eight, but she took out six and she had to pay eight. That extra $2,000 costs her a lot of money. So please check with your financial professionals. Again, don't have your windshield wiper person do the brakes on your car when the your life savings, with everything you've worked for, the things that are the most treasured, and you're now going down the road. Uh, listen, I get it. If you ask a guy who does brakes, he's going to tell you, yeah, I know how windshield wipers work. Yeah, I've even licensed. I took a test once. Right? The guys that are great at risk, let them be good at risk. Say, I'm going to give you 40% of my portfolio. Rock it, man. Do great. Do amazing things. Keep my fees low. Every quarter I'm going to check. What did it cost me? What did you make me? If I see two quarters in a row where I'm paying you to lose me money, I'm out of here. Right? You can have a conversation like that. I think they would respect that. They would certainly pay more attention to your account than, than they do with other, other people's accounts. And so what, what takes place is you have a lot of these folks walk down this road and they say, well, era. This person is an expert. Look at all these initials. Listen, I don't care. How much did you make me and what did it cost me to get there? What did I start with? What do I have today? And what did it cost me? Because a lot of what Wall Street does is they give you the cumulative gain. You put in 100000 with me today, or, you know, 17 years ago, and today it's worth 250 You go, wow, that's great. 17 years Great job. Thank you, buddy. You're welcome. What does it cost you? Oh, one and a quarter percent a year. Oh my gosh. One and a quarter. That's, that's 2000 to make 150. I'll do it. You go, no, no, no. Count it up every single year. What were my fees? Transaction fees, deposit fees, quarterly fees, add them all up and then say, oh, well in the last 17 years, it has cost me, I don't know, $80,000 to make a hundred is it worth it, right? You get an idea to think that your money that you've made during the time frame. I love this because it's true. I've seen this so many times. During the time that you've made this, when your advisor was chasing little kids around the elementary school campus, right? Pulling, pulling girls' ponytails and throwing sand at people. And you were working your tail off so that that little eight-year-old can someday go, hey, when I grow up, that man... His money that he's saving right now, the, the sacrifices, that 
we are both entitled to the same amount of money. Right? Where, where he says, oh, you've made me 200000 I'm going to give you 100 This guy worked his whole life for it to get to a place so that the exact same type of results. Because here's what we do. We put it into an account, zero fees. Eric, that's impossible. Listen, I didn't say I don't get paid. I said it's zero fees. The two catches, if you will, that keep this legal, that make this work, is simple. You're not going to make more than 10 or 12% a year. Zero to 10. With us, and because there's no monthly, quarterly fees, deposit fees, annual, blah, blah, blah. But if you take out more than 10% per year after the first year, and it's not you know substantial medical like a nursing home or assisted living, if it's just, hey, there's a sale at, you know, at Nordstrom's or at Sears or something, forget it. You'll pay a fee. Other than that, take out, withdraw 10% a year during the time you select. You might select a six-year account or a seven or an eight, nine, ten. It doesn't matter. I think six to ten, I think that's the sweet spot. I wouldn't go longer than that the way interest rates are. I think a 10-year account is nice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go beyond that. But keep this in mind. We are paid because the company's going to make more money than they give you. Right, that they're not a philanthropic company. Even nonprofits can pay their executive directors hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. So there is no such thing as a free lunch. But if you say, listen, I'm willing to make between zero and ten, zero and twelve. I told you last week we had a client or last uh, two weeks ago we had a client who earned fourteen percent. Okay, great. But really think about zero to ten. Three to six is the sweet spot. Now, a lot of, listen, there isn't a mechanism in place to pay your broker and his manager and her manager and her supervisor's supervisor. So a lot of Wall Street doesn't like what we do, not because they think it's not right or not appropriate. It's because there's no way to pay anybody. It doesn't exist. We are paid once, right? We're paid because the company's going to make more than they give you. One of the this, the tricky things that I've seen recently when I watch or you listen to any politician speak, and this is the dishonesty of some of these guys. They'll conflate, which means they'll mix legal immigration and illegal. So President Trump will say, we need to get a handle on illegal immigration. We need to stop illegal immigration. And then the left goes, he hates immigrants. We're all immigrants. Everybody comes from immigrants. Yeah, but people like blueberry muffins. What does that have to do with anything? Right? Illegal immigration is not immigrants. They're, well, they're the same. People are not illegal. Baloney. Baloney. If you come here illegally, you're an illegal immigrant. If you commit robbery, you are a robber. If you commit murder, you are a murderer. Uh, listen, I, I, I'm okay. Change. Let's change the English language. I'm good with that. But meanwhile, if you came here illegally, you're an illegal immigrant. Now, I'm not saying it, it's not because life is better or you're, you're fleeing for what. That's not what I'm saying. But you cannot con, conflate the two. Now, where I see that example, where I see that the, the comparison take place, is you'll talk to Wall Street and they'll talk. Well, 
I don't like the variable annuities. I, I said, yeah, me neither, man. Yeah, there's risk and there's fees. They go, yes. I say, I like annuities where they don't go down in value. They say, yes, but those have fees. No. You, listen, there are three types of annuities. There's fixed, fixed indexed, and variable. Whenever we say the word annuity and safe money, they are comparing it to variable annuities because that's the only way they get paid. And if you listen to advertisements, think about this. Even on the station, you guys, there's a company who hated what we do. And when people started coming to us who used to be their clients and say, hey, we didn't like the fact that we were paying 2% in fees. We didn't like the fact that they lost our money and still charged me a fee. What can you do for us, Arif? So they would attack us on the radio. Oh, you know, these guys, uh, you need somebody who's comprehensive. I go, listen, just bring me an expert. I want an expert who paints my car. I want an expert windshield wiper guy. I want an expert lady who fixes my brakes. That's all I want. Give me expert. I want an expert in stocks. I don't want the same person who's the stock market expert at your company, ma'am or sir, to be the same one who handles bonds. Why would you do that? When I used to be a trader and we worked in this industry uh, with our clients, we would walk in the back office and there were two full-time computers, desks, guys, and their staff who did nothing but bonds, traded bonds, made a few pennies, but times you know multi-millions. And he said, this is our bond section and this is our stock section. I go, hey, how often do these people co-mingle? He said, not at all. They are different mindsets. They are different people. They have different jobs. They're not the same people. So if you're going to have some money at risk, make sure you're dealing with the experts in the field, not just somebody who passed a test. Right? I want somebody who deals with it every single day. Because when we say we don't have any fees with our annuities, it's simple. You don't give up your money. You want to take it all out? Take it all out. If you do, what is my annual fee times three, four, five years with a brokerage account? And you say, what is my uh, complete surrender charge of a 10-year annuity at the four or five years? They're about the same. In other words, five years with us and a 10-year annuity, take it all out. You pay about the same fee as you did if you were to pay a fee every single year with that account, right? Each account's a little different. You have to do the math, but just don't be tricked by somebody who, who doesn't have a sense of really what it is. Don't expect me to advise you on real estate investment trusts. I don't know anything about it. Don't expect me to advise you on buying gold or silver. Not my, not my world, right? Maybe I have some gold. Maybe I have some silver. I get it. I can spell it. But investing and the market trends and all of that, I want somebody that deals with it every single day. I, I'm really discussing this in, a, in depth because I need you to realize when you are retired, if somebody didn't do this right, you cannot go back and earn this money again because some of your healthcare costs could be vision. It could be dental. It could be hearing. Now, these are quality of life issues that if you don't have the money to pay for those, it's kind of crummy, isn't it? You end up in a really bad world and you say, this just doesn't make sense, family, friends. I'm retired, but I can't afford a $5,000 hearing aid. What kind of quality of life is that? You begin to withdraw and isolated. Or I'm retired, I love life, but I can't see the play. I can't see the show or the opera or the movie. I can't travel. 
because I need cataract surgery or I need, or I need special glasses or something. If you don't have the money for the co-pays or you don't have the money for the hearing exams or the vision exams, these are, in, these are issues that are quality of life. We have a lot of clients now, especially in the Inland Empire, San Bernardino, the Antelope Valley, uh, where they're closer, I guess, uh, in Imperial Valley, to the Mexican border. And they go down to this town. I don't know if it has, it has a nickname about teeth and dental work. But it's a town just over the border. Many American and Canadian uh, physicians trained. Most of them are trained in the United States or Canada anyway, regardless of where they're from. And they have a, a shops down there. They have, in other words, if you go down, there's rows, streets that are all dental, dental implants, uh, dentures, uh, on and on and on and on. In fact, I saw an interview with the lady. Her costs, she was from Palmdale. Her costs were $30,000 at a dentist here in the United States. 30, three, zero. Now imagine when you're in your early 70s, that's a big chunk of money. Now you might say, oh, Arif, I have $5 million in my retirement account. Wonderful. Take $30,000 out and see what that does to the rest of your taxes. See what that does to your social security being taxed or your Medicare premiums being taxed. So it isn't just, oh, I have this much money. You got to think past that. And so instead, she went over the border to a Western-trained dentist, two visits, $7,000. Okay, that's a big difference between seven and 30. All right, so as you're thinking about this, the costs for health care, there are options. Up in uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, I have some friends uh, that are up in Michigan, and they say that, that their clients actually board a bus once a month, and they go into Canada for Medicare uh, for uh, medication prescription runs, and they go in. They go over the border. Uh, there's particular pharmacies, whatever they go to. They make a day out of it. They see a show. They they go get some lunch, and they get all their prescriptions filled. And it's a, a bus full of senior citizens. And the cost savings on prescription, even with this Part D Medicare Part D, is huge. And it's, in most cases, the exact same medication. Now, listen, our FDA, of course, has a lot of problems, right? It's a government agency. But it it has a reputation in the medical world where if it gives approval, if something is authorized legitimately to be sold in the United States or now in Canada, then it is done so in such a high quality that you can trust it. And a lot of other parts of the world where medication might be manufactured in Africa, tons being manufactured in Kenya, Tanzania, South Africa. And they may or may not have the same quality standards as the United States. So if you're going to be getting your prescriptions when you travel to the Caribbean or Mexico or Canada, make sure it's medication that is actually made where you can trust it. Whether it's United States or Canada or Europe or Northern Europe, I don't know. But certain medications can be made in many different states, especially those that are off of the, uh, the the trademark or the patent, I should say. Right? Okay, so here's what it is. Prescriptions, vision and hearing exams, dental exams, dental services. Those things can impact your quality of life and retirement. So what do we do at Total Financial Solutions and TFS Financial Insurance Services? Simple. Our job is to say, let's protect some or part of your money 
If you think the trade war is over, oh my, it is not. This is just the beginning. Remember, there has been a war going on for 35, 40 years. We just haven't been firing any shots. We've had weak leaders on both sides of the political aisle who feel sorry for the other side. Oh, they're just, they're just hitting us with bows and arrows. Oh, they're just using uh, you know, blow darts. No big deal. No big deal. Why should we have to use cannons and tanks, etc.? No, 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 folks, the war has been going on. They have, they have tariffs. Now, at the beginning, you think, well, hey, listen, this is a poor country. We're going to give them time to build up their own infrastructure, their own manufacturing capacity. This trade war has been going on for decades. They have been charging American products, which is literally, guys, when, when NAFTA hit came into be in these, tra- in these tariffs, it collapses the United States' uh, ability to have manufacturing. One of the things this president has done is that it allowed the economy to be a bit more on an even playing field. Now, a lot of people don't like that because of this short-term pain, long-term gain. Does anybody know how any war ends? Of course not. So stay tuned because who knows what's going to happen. But do I think there's going to be more volatility in the market? Yes. Could a collapse wipe out one, two, five, ten years of your gains? Yes, it could. We saw it in 08. We saw it in 2001, 2002, in 2000. We saw it in 2015, where a collapse came and it, and it hurt a lot of people. Don't let you be one of your... All right? I'm Arif Hallaby, guys. If you have a question, give me a call at 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-997-3847. TFS Financial Insurance Services brings you the total financial hour. I'm Eric Hallaby on TFS Financial Insurance Services, the total financial hour on AM870 KRLA. Thanks. Higher income strategy, I'll retire.